Feel God's presence. If, if what you're feeling today is something, there's something in the air, I just want you to know that it's God. Not that you feel that. Maybe a tear or maybe a softening of your heart. It's God. It's His Spirit. He's here today and He wants to talk to you today. To you. Individually. He wants to talk to you today. wish the pastor was here. I've been thinking about talking to him about our seating arrangement because every time I'm looking for someone I look to where you used to sit. And it would be really confusing if we came here every Sunday and sat somewhere different. Because I could never find you. God's good. If you would, let's turn to 1 Timothy chapter 6. I want you all to know that this message this morning is my wife's message. She gave me, the, she, we were talking about faith this morning and she gave me uh, this verse this morning and I couldn't get it off my mind. First uh, Timothy 6, starting in verse 11. But thou, O man of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life whereunto thou art also called and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. I give thee charge in the sight of God who quickeneth all things and before Christ Jesus who before Pontius Pilate witnessed a good confession that thou keep this commandment without spot, unrebukable, until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. And you can be seated. So I want to talk to you today about the good, fighting the good fight of faith. Fight the good fight. In other words, faith isn't going to be easy. How many have uh, had your faith attacked? We need to fight the good fight because we will have a fight when it comes to faith. Um, here about a week or two ago, when I was sick, <laughs> I'm sick all the time, so I don't know what the deal is, but um, I got depressed. 
I started having thoughts I didn't like. And uh, it was an attack on my faith. It won't be easy all the time. There'll be times when you're on the mountaintop and your faith is strong and nothing's going to stop you and, you know, God's going to do this and he's going to do that. And, but there'll be times when you'll say, are you around, Lord? I'm just trying to be real today. I'm human. You're human. And we will have these battles Satan doesn't want us to win this fight. He wants to tear down our faith. The Lord said, will, will, will I find faith when I come back? I sure hope so. I hope this, everyone in this place will have faith when the Lord comes back. Because he is coming back. I'm here to tell you today that God is coming back quickly. Amen. There are so many things happening in our world. To be honest, I'm not sure how he's holding out. I feel like we're under attack from many, many directions. And we need to fight the good fight. You know, I was continuing down in that same chapter, chapter 6. Um, in verse 19, Paul told Timothy, he said, Laying up in store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come that they may lay hold on eternal life. That's something we're going to have to lay hold on. We're going to have to seize it. We're going to have to take it. Uh, and it can't be, I don't think it can be nonchalant. We have to be intentional. We need to be serious. Then he says, O Timothy, keep that which is committed to thy trust, avoiding profane and vain babblings, which means heathenish, wicked, empty-sounding, fruitless talk. You ever wonder about our conversation? Ever wonder about when we talk, we're talking amongst ourselves or whatever? You ever wonder if God's pleased? Or are we just talking about empty things? Are we just talking about worldly things? I mean, I, I question these things for myself. Lord, help me to meditate on you. Lord, help me to be thinking about you. Lord, help me to think in spiritual realm. 
Help me to be spiritual. Help me, Lord, to be in your word and to understand it. There will be things that are going to come against your faith. Afflictions, sickness. Words will come against your faith. Someone may speak something to you that's negative and it can erode your faith. We need to be careful how we talk. We don't need to be negative. We've got a good word. We've got a positive word. We've got something we can stand on, that we can trust, that we can lean on. So we need to be positive in our walk with God. He's a good God. There may be words of a brother or sister in the church that have hurt you. Just hold on to Jesus. You know, a couple of weeks ago, Brother Paulson was talking about one of my messages that I preached, and it was the message, touching Jesus is all that really matters. And that is all that really matters. You see, there's nothing, there is nothing on this earth that is worth missing heaven for. And if we aren't aligned with scripture, if we haven't done it like he wants us to do it, we will miss heaven. It's just real simple. And there are so many misconceptions in our Christian world about what God expects of us. There's a A lot of false doctrine. Oh, just believe on him and you'll be okay. The Bible doesn't really say that. We have to be obedient to the word. We have to follow the word. So, if you're here today and, and you do not have the Holy Ghost... And when I say you do not have the Holy Ghost, I mean you have never spoken tongues, a different language. If you've never repented of your sins, you will not, you will not make it. I just feel really burdened today to tell you like it is that we are condemned to a devil's hell but I want you to know this Jesus has made a way Jesus has given us hope He's given us hope. I don't know about you, I'm thankful for hope. I hope in him, I hope in 
being with him for eternity. It's time to be serious. It's time to quit playing games. It's time to quit being wrapped up in your job that keeps you from God. All the blessings that God's given many of us here can't take it with us, except our family. I want to take my family with. The devil will come against your faith. And he'll try many different tactics. He'll try many different things. He'll... This may sound kind of strange, but he will even use you to harm someone else's faith if you let him. If you let him, he will use you. I refuse to be used of him. That's why it's so critical how we treat each other and how we are to each other. Like I said, I, I feel so burdened right now to tell you the way it is. Some of you might not make it because of the way you treat your pastor. I'm out of the picture now. I'm not the pastor. I'm just the bishop, the overseer. Brother Paulson is our pastor. I'm sorry, I'm just, just thinking about my pastor. How? You couldn't say a bad word to me about my pastor. Because if you tried, I just didn't believe it. I knew who he was, I knew what he did for me and my family. And I can speak from experience, pastoring is not easy. In fact, I almost would send any young man to the psychologist to make sure if they want to be a pastor, because it's not easy. It's difficult on your family. God was gracious, though. God was good to me. God helped me through a lot of things. And according to the scriptures here, those profane and vain babblings that we were talking about, the empty talk, 
He'll use that against your faith. I've heard young men talk scripture sometimes and they'll get into these debates. Something silly like, can God make anything big enough so he, that he can't lift it? Well, he can do anything. He can make anything. And he can do anything. You see, there's no real answer to that. So why would we even want to discuss it? Why would we want to invest empty talk into something like that? And that's not the only thing. There's a lot of different areas where we can talk and discuss and um, there's not a real answer. Um, but I like to be in discussions that are fruitful, that we talk about the things of God, uh, the positive things of God and what he does for us, and all of that kind of thing, and doctrine and what it takes. What does the scripture say about salvation? Because we all want salvation. I believe we do, or you wouldn't be here. What does the scripture say? You know, and, and I talked about fighting the good fight of faith. And um, when you are, when you have a determination of the scripture in your mind, uh, that's faith. I be I believe that. So in the, in the book of Acts, when, when uh, the disciple was preaching and he was asked, what must we do? That's, that is the, how would I say that? That's the answer of the generations. What must I do? He was wanting to know, what must I do to be saved? What must I do to make it to heaven? You see, in hell there's going to be wailing and gnashing of teeth. In heaven there's going to be joy forevermore. So when the disciple answered him and said, repent. That was the first key answer was repent. Repentance is being sorry for your sin and turning from it. Changing your mind about it. Realizing that the things you, you are doing or the things you were doing are wrong. And you're not going to continue that way. And then he said, be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. For, and the reason you're baptized in the name of Jesus Christ is for the remission of your sins. Now remission means forgiveness also. So when you are baptized in Jesus' name in the waters of baptism, your sins are washed away. 
That's what gets you off the hook. Because sin is worthy of death. And so when we're baptized in those waters and you come out, you best have a big smile on your face because your, sin or, your sin's gone. And then it says you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And we, we know we receive the Holy Ghost because we speak in a language we don't know. Sounds really weird, doesn't it? I know it did to me the first time too. But it really made sense after it happened to me. When we have disagreements amongst us, that can get into our faith. You know, we start thinking badly of someone. We're offended because of something that happened to us. And we can control that. You can't control what people do to you, but you can control how you react to what's been done. I think of God's mercy and I've heard people say that in relationship to their to their marriage vows and and we live in a world of divorce. And I've heard people say things like, you know, if, if my spouse cheated on me, I'd never have him back. And I remember a story I read of a pastor that called this couple into his office and then he called another man into the office and he told him point blank, he says, God told me that your wife is having an affair with this man. <sighs> it's kind of hard to imagine. And the husband immediately stood up and left the office. They didn't know where he was going. They didn't know if he was going to get a gun or what he was going to do. But he came back with a basin of water and washed that man's feet and his wife's feet and forgave him right on the spot. And God restored that marriage. God's mercy. You see, he did the same thing for, for us. We've committed sin, and he, he washed that sin away. And he hates sin, and it's worthy of death, and yet God found mercy because he loves mercy, because he lives mercy. And God does the same thing for us when we live in sin. When we aren't living for him. 
He's willing right now to forgive you of all your sin. All you have to do is be obedient and be baptized in Jesus' name after you repent of your sins. And I mentioned that story or that message that I preached many times over the years. And it was all, touching Jesus is all that really matters. And that story of that woman with the issue of blood. My wife and I listened to that story this morning on the phone and I brought it up and we listened to it and I, my wife knows of my struggles with thoughts and sickness and, and uh, she looked at me after we listened to that she said see and there's many times that that story has kept me she had that issue of blood for 12 years. That issue of blood that she had wasn't just a little wound. It says that it, when you read the definitions of the words in that story, it talks about a major blood flow. And she was, I'm sure, she was very weak from 12 years of having an issue of blood. She had to have been exhausted. But for 12 years, she fought the good fight. She had to fight a crowd to get to Jesus. But this day, that day that she touched his garment, the healing was immediate. It took place instantly. And Jesus said, who touched me? One of the disciples said, well, I mean, there's a huge crowd here running into you and bumping up against you. And What do you mean, who touched you? Everybody's touched you. <laughs> and he, he said no somebody touched me I felt virtue flow out of me I felt power leave me and God instantly healed me I got to thinking that sometimes like our worship. Jesus is here during our worship service. He's here right now. He's bumped into all of us. But did you really get something? Did you really touch him? That word touch there means to, she grasped. 
in the, within, and I, did, I didn't look at my message. I haven't preached it for years. But I remember that it had something to do with um, latching on to and having virtue flowing into you. It talks about catching fire. Having a hard time looking at some of you because I know you're not ready. We need to touch him. We need to touch him. Touch him to the point that you can change. I'm preaching to myself too. Touching him enough that it doesn't matter that you would get up in front of people and repent and get baptized and get wet in front of everybody. Just in case you're wondering, that's what we live for. It's to see people baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost, lives changed and touched and empowered. Change me, Jesus. Change me, Jesus. Change me, Jesus. Ikotaria Mushaya Mokotodukai. Because if you let that stop you. Pride stopping you. Some of you saints that have been in church for years need to touch God and you're not doing it because of your pride. God, give us great faith. Give us faith. Increase our faith, O oh God. Hatokushai.
The lady with the issue of blood had great faith. It wasn't the garment that healed her, it was her faith. If you have hurts or sickness or whatever, hold on to your faith. I stand before you barely. By that I mean I don't have much strength. I can't hardly get around without a walker any longer. But I still have faith that God's going to bring me through it. If you're struggling with anything, if you're struggling with your thoughts and whatever, have the faith that God's going to bring you through it. We all have weaknesses. God, strengthen us. God, bring us through it. God, change us. Let's stand. I don't even know what time it is. Oh, goodness. It's not even noon. Pastor's going to fire me. talking to Timothy about fighting the good fight faith and in, towards the end of 2nd Timothy chapter 4 he's encouraging Timothy afflictions and make full proof of his ministry and then he was, this is what he said and I pray it's my heart's prayer right now that each one of us can say these words when it comes time for us to move to the next level for I am now ready to be offered and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought the good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Lord, I pray right now as we open these altars for people to come and talk to you. 
that we all could say that. We have kept the faith. Lord, there are those that are here today that have been waiting. Waiting for miracles. Waiting for deliverances. I pray that you do that today. Jesus. you today if you've never repented and baptized in Jesus name the disciples direct answer to what shall we do these people were convicted in their heart God had been speaking to them pray that you'd make a decision to be obedient to the word of God and as the disciples said repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Let's pray, church.